0: Before we get started with today's podcast, I want to take this opportunity to ask you when the last time it was that you changed out the air filter in your home. Now, would you believe that most people don't change out their air filters monthly or even know that they have to change them out monthly or until they realize that something is actually wrong with their HVAC system? That's why I wanna introduce to you second nature air filters. Now, what's so special about them? Not only are they effective at capturing the dust, pollens, the molds, uh, you know, the the bacteria, but they also help reduce the energy usage of your HVAC system up to 15% and avoid costly repairs whenever it matters the most. But let's be real. The real reason you're not changing your air filters, duh, Is because you forget half the time. You're like how I used to be. That's why I went with Second Nature Air Filters. Second Nature has created a subscription plan to send your home's air filters each month right to your door, which forces you to change out your old air filters before the new one arrives, keeping your air clean and your HVAC system in working condition. I've certainly noticed that regular replacement of my home's air filters has reduced the amount of dust flying around in my place, but has also reduced how much I've been sneezing in my place before I was changing out my air filter every three months and I was sneezing constantly. Now that I change out my filter monthly, I hardly ever sneeze. This is all thanks to Second Nature's filter subscription plan, and it's the one delivery that I actually look forward to every month. Get started with Second Nature air filters today with my referral link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash nature. Mixdown Media Productions. When you're one unbalanced piece of audio from losing your shit... This is The Podcast Therapist. Welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Therapist. I'm your host, The Man, radio broadcaster, podcaster, and podcast producer. Today is Tuesday, March 16th of 2021. And I almost want to say 2020, but uh, let's just leave that year back there. But uh, I'm recording this today on Monday, March 15th. And this is actually the third recording of this podcast because, well, we have all been there at one point in time or another. Uh You know, I've been doing this for a long time and even I still make this mistake every now and again. Uh, I, I did not have the settings set up right on my podcast recording and I did not have the microphone set. In fact, all of the audio that I was recording was recorded directly through my MacBook Pro and you could hear the recording when I went to go stop and I had to take a drink of water. I stopped and I went back to listen to how it was sounding. And you could hear that it was actually being recorded from my MacBook Pro. And so I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me right now. So here we are on the third recording. So uh, bear with me. So if I sound impatient today, (laughs) that is the reason why. So today I want to talk to you about the different styles of podcast marketing and what we can do with these different styles of podcast marketing to get you more listeners. After all, that is what we're looking for, Right. We're looking for more podcast listeners. We're looking for a lot of podcast listeners to come in and listen to our content, but I want to try and position and pivot your thinking in today's episode as I do with everything and you can take it or you can leave it. That's how I would like to think of all my episodes that you can take it or you can leave it. You can utilize what is useful for you and you can, uh, you you could just throw away whatever is not useful for you. So uh, take, and, take it or leave it with whatever I'm going to share with you today, all right? But the reason why this topic comes up it was because last week I was in a clubhouse room and it was filled with a bunch of podcast, uh, podcast hosts and podcast content creators. There seemed to be a, a real big disconnect with, you know, marketing and marketing your podcast to get more I guess, awareness of your podcast, get more people to come in and listen to your podcast. So I want to break that down the best way that I can. I'm not going to say that I'm breaking it down and going super in depth with it, but I want to try to give you the best information possible so that you know what to expect when it comes down to marketing your podcast. I've already done episodes on this in the past where I've talked about different strategies of how you get more podcast listeners. To your podcast, and you know we're talking. We talk about email marketing. We talk about uh, you know your website. All these, all these different strategies, and th- that that's great. But when it comes down to it, there's the people that are really looking for the answers. They're looking for these social channels. They're looking for paid channels, and I want to get into that shortly. But I want to tip you off on what you need to be expecting when it comes down to using utilizing these different platforms and how you can better prepare for utilizing these platforms so that you're not caught off guard. Um, you know, this is something that actually I was caught off, I wasn't really caught off guard with, but it was more of a realization and an epiphany for me this last weekend. And I'll explain that to you here shortly. So we'll get into that here after a little bit and we'll talk about the different types of podcast marketing and which ones work best for you, okay? But I wanna jump into some news today and kick off today's podcast with a little bit of updated news. Now last week, if you not did not listen to last week's episode, uh, of The Podcast Therapist. I had some news that talked about uh, the uh, this idea of the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and how it can be confusing for people who have never even listened to a podcast and they think that when we say something like, go subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, it connotes or gives this idea that you have to pay to listen to a podcast and this just is not true. Right? We all know that most podcasts are free. For the most part, almost all of them are free. So the idea of subscribing to a podcast or using that word subscribe really gives off a really, I don't know if it would be negative, but it's a misleading word for some people who just don't know what podcasts are. But, you know, people who are educated, they know, right? Well, as of that day, Tuesday, when I dropped that podcast, Apple came out with news stating that they will be changing the name of the subscribe button to now say follow or following so you will have to change their calls to actions within your podcast to say follow our podcast on Apple podcast spotify is already implementing and has employed this within their own platform i'm sure you have seen and there are other podcast uh podcatchers that employ this as well follow this podcast so you're following the podcast and that allows people to go in and you know get notified whenever a brand new podcast is dropped. So, uh, this will hopefully clear up, I guess, confusion if there was any confusion in the first place. But I think this is a really good move on Apple podcasts part because as we start to see Spotify become more popular in the space and they will likely be more of a competitor as we continue to move forward into the space. Apple Podcasts is helping the content creator, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I mean, I think Spotify has been ahead of the curve on this for a while, and I think the changes that happen over at Apple uh, tend to be a little bit more deliberate and thought out, and that's that's cool. I think that's great because I think there's, there's definitely value in thinking out a strategy of the determination of a word, but we see this with all Apple products, and I mean, I'm not going to go into that because I don't know enough obviously to pontificate about all of it but what i do know is that this really is going to position you the content creator the podcaster to i guess move more into the area of pushing people to uh i guess to to help you monetize your podcast that's what i'm trying to get at i want they want you to monetize your podcast we know that apple is working towards Uh, creating a button or some way in which the content creator is going to get paid for the efforts that they do create and put onto Apple Podcasts. And you're seeing this all over the place. Uh, Spotify is already going to be implementing it. I talked about this last week. Uh, Anchor already has it in play. And you're you're seeing a lot of these services really pivot to helping the content creator. So I think the change of the word itself, follow our podcast on Apple Podcasts, is really going to help you, the content creator, and it's really going to push you to start creating better content. Not only is it just better content, but it's going to help you create content that you can repurpose into something that could be a part of a membership. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're creating your content. Start thinking about what the future is going to be looking like for you and your podcast. If you've got ads and sponsorships in your podcast, is there a way that you can create an ad-free podcast uh, for people to want to come in and pay for that stuff, all right? Or is there some other creative way in which you can get podcast listeners once these buttons roll out? Is there a way in which these, uh, you know, you can use these buttons to get more Uh, contributions to your podcast so that's just something that I think you need to think about Facebook has started to make this change as well and this is the other piece of news that I think that really falls in line with this Apple podcast news Facebook made a similar change just recently and I had noticed it on my own uh Shanman fan page for my radio station listeners and I had noticed that Facebook was going through changes on the platform the Apple's acting all wonky one day I had to go through some processes to say that I was the person that was posting on that page, and uh, before I knew it, the page had changed, and instead of the button saying "like," it now says "follow." So if you want to follow me on Facebook now, I can say go follow me on Facebook, which makes sense because because you know Instagram has already a follow button. Follow me or follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter. So it just makes sense uh, on. Facebook to have that. There's an article that was written about this on TechCrunch. I can go ahead and leave that in the description of this podcast so that you can go ahead and check it out for yourself if you're interested in reading that article about why Facebook made these changes. But it goes back in line with this idea of Apple Podcasts is that it's helping the content creator pivot towards creating some type of uh, membership uh, or membership or some type of monetization model for the content creator. So just keep that in mind. It's just helping you, the content creator. Will it require you to do more work? Not necessarily, not necessarily. So you're just going to have to figure out what works best for you so that you don't wear yourself. Thin, all right. Some other news in the podcast space is that uh, a Google podcast is adding a like and dislike button to their platform. So if you're listening to the podcast on Google podcasts, uh, there's going to be now a little heart, I believe, on the screen and you could tap that heart. And then a screen is going to pop up and say whether or not you like or dislike that podcast episode. So (laughs) this is going to be interesting for you, the podcast content creator, because this is all going to determine whether or not your content is valuable or informative enough, or maybe even entertaining enough for the listeners. So if the listener does not find the episode valuable or entertaining, then what you're going to see is that they might hit dislike on that episode. And then what happens on the Google podcast side is that Um, Google podcast is going to serve up better recommendations for you. So it's going to be based off of a learning algorithm, I guess, you know, from that perspective so that better recommendations are delivered to the podcast listeners. So you as the content creator, it's going to be on you to create valuable, entertaining or educating uh, content or educate uh, educate I'm trying to figure out the word. You know what I'm trying to say? You just got to create content that's going to be educating them or entertaining them in some way shape or form. So just kind of think about that when it comes down to it. So, uh that's all the news that we have for this week. You know, I'm I'm glad that I'm at least able to say that uh, Apple Podcasts is now uh that news is out now about the follow button. So start positioning here in a couple of weeks when that change does happen because you will start seeing that change happen. It's not happening right now, but it's going to be happening here very, very soon. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about the different styles of podcast marketing. We're going to break them down one by one by one so that we can hopefully get you to understand and figure out what works best for you and your podcast. You're listening to The Podcast Therapist. The Podcast Therapist. Right now, you might be in the middle of the research phase of launching your podcast. Maybe you've gotten some equipment, signed up for a Zoom account, and have recorded a few podcast episodes. But what steps do you need to take when it comes to a successful podcast launch? Would you believe the biggest mistake podcasters make is the launch sequence? Seriously, just like a space shuttle has a sequence to put astronauts into space, podcasts have sequences to put a podcast in the marketplace successfully. That's why I created the Podcast Launch Checklist. After helping numerous clients build their podcasts, I developed a step-by-step guide to help podcast creators just like you have a clean launch sequence without wasting time. The podcast launch checklist is a 12-step sequence that walks you through the pre-launch, mid-launch, and post-launch process with specific steps and instructions that will save you time. If you're tired of walking around in the dark trying to figure out everything that comes with the podcast launch, you can grab the podcast launch checklist today. Visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash PLC and use the code PODTHERAPIST, all one word, to get 25% off this checklist today. Today's episode of the Podcast Therapist is brought to you by the Adobe Creative Cloud. Creativity is everywhere, and all you need are the right tools to turn those creative ideas into reality. Whether it's building stunning new artwork to promote your podcast, editing simple videos for your video podcast, or stepping up your audio production game, the Adobe Creative Cloud gives you access to Adobe's entire suite of software products that will enhance your content creation across all digital platforms. Go to the slash Adobe to learn more and get started today. Mixdown. Mixdown. <laughs> It's time for the mixtap. The Podcast Therapist. So as I mentioned that I was in a clubhouse room last week and uh, we I was with a bunch of podcasters and uh, content creators, podcast content creators for the matter. And the purpose of the room was really to educate podcasters on... I guess, processes, processes that they can use to market their podcast, processes that they can use to create content a lot faster. It was just kind of it was just informational. And the questions that were coming up and something that I had noticed and something I mentioned at the beginning of this program was that the podcasters that were in there, not the ones who were teaching, but the ones who were learning and asking questions there seemed to be a disconnect in understanding you know how they should be getting their listeners, and the thing that I think that really I don't want to say it frustrated me, but <laughs> I guess it could be a frustration, but what really got me was that anytime there was an answer given about this is how we this is how we get people to listen to our podcast. It was met with resistance and I get this. I get this 100% because we want to know that the efforts that we're putting into developing the podcast and then promoting the podcast, we want to know that those efforts are giving us the return on the investment of time or money so that we can get those listeners, all right? So the next thing that I noticed in that room was that podcasters were looking to get as many listeners as possible. Now, you're probably the same way, and I completely get it. And when it comes down to getting as many podcast listeners, we really need to pivot our thinking right here because we're just not getting all of the listeners, right? We we can't just get all of the listeners. Joe Rogan gets thousands and millions of listeners, right? Right? And that seems like getting all of the listeners. But when we think about our podcast, we have to think about, well, what is it that we are talking about? And how who are we positioning it to? I've talked about this in previous episodes about understanding who you want to target your podcast to. And when we talk about getting as many listeners as possible, I want you to start shifting your thinking. I want you to continue to shift this thinking to, th- to the idea that We are not looking for all of the podcast listeners. We are looking for all of the targeted podcast listeners. When we're looking at the targeted podcast listeners, we're looking at the listeners that we want to get who are interested in what we have to share within the niche. In my episode with Seth Ressler, uh, I can't remember which episode it was. Could have been three, could have been four, but you'll see it when you go back into my catalog. In that episode, Seth and I discuss why we are trying to grab a broad audience in the field of radio. So when we're in radio and we get a mass audience to listen to us, hopefully we can grab that mass audience to where we can filter them down into specific areas of taking an action for the radio station. Whether that be concert tickets, whether that be whether that be something for free, or whether it's just a piece of content that we want them to listen to, the objectives are a little bit different within radio than they are for podcasters. So, for you, the podcaster, what we're looking for is we are looking for the targeted listeners. We're looking for all targeted listeners. So as I was in this clubhouse room, the podcasters were struggling really, really hard with uh, the idea of downloads. How can I get so many listeners? How can I get all the listeners? And it just really, really frustrated me because I just thought to myself, well, what's the first question that they really should be asking? And it's the question that I ask all the time on this this podcast. If you've listened to the episodes that I've done, you've you've heard me say this, and I'm going to continue to just pound it into your ears. And it's, do you have an objective? What is the overall objective of your podcast? Do you know what the objective is of your podcast? Most podcasters don't know what this objective is. They think that just because they can turn on a mic and they can get a bunch of listeners, they're going to just get magically sponsorships. Well, let's be real about this, all right? Not all of us are celebrities. Not all of us are actors. But some of us have to really work. Towards building great content in order to get that, I don't know if you would call it celebrity status, but that's what we have to work towards. We don't have the platform, we're starting from scratch, right? So we have to understand what our overall objective is for our podcast before we can even jump into this marketing aspect. So I want to start there again with you. What is the overall objective? All right, now there's a couple of areas that I want to talk about here in this section when we talk about your objective. I've gone over this in the past, but I don't know if I've presented it this way. All right, I'm asking you the question, are all of, is your your overall objective linked to leads? Are you using your podcast as a marketing platform? so that you can capture leads? Or are you using your podcast just to get downloads? You see the objective might be a little bit different because yeah, as much as we want to get as many downloads within the niche of targeted listeners, the objective might be a little bit different. So is your objective to get leads or is it to get downloads or is the overall objective of your podcast to get page views? Now, what do page views have to do with this? Well, I've done an episode where I've talked about why we transcribe our podcast and why we put that podcast text onto our website. And I want to kind of take a little bit of a detour in this section because I think it's worth noting to help you, the podcaster, to know that when we are getting our podcast transcribed, go back and listen to those episodes that I talked about transcriptions for. Uh, tra- I talked about transcriptions, but when we transcribe our podcast, we're putting the transcriptions on our website. You can use services like otter.ai. I did a video, a really good video on Descript and why I think that you as a podcaster should be using Descript to transcribe your podcast because it's going to cost, it's going to save you a lot of money using Descript. But when we put those transcriptions on our website, we can also put those transcriptions inside of a platform, say, like Buzzsprout and this is one of the beauties that I like about Buzzsprout is that you can put those transcriptions in there and those keywords are indexed within the platform itself within the RSS feed at least this is what I had heard from uh, Albin from Buzzsprout on that clubhouse call he had said that The transcriptions are basically embedded, I think, inside of the RSS feed. So when people are going to search for specific keywords in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, that those transcriptions really play a big part in the discovery of your podcast. So when we're getting the transcriptions and putting them on Buzzsprout, it's just for the RSS feeds. This is from my understanding. Now, what I've been telling you is I've been telling you to also get those transcriptions and put them on your website. And this all plays back into page views. Is your overall objective to get more page views to your website? You have to determine this. But likely the answer to this is that we're trying to probably get all three of those. We're trying to get leads, downloads, or page views in some way, shape, or form, all right? So the content that we create as a podcast, we love to create educational or entertaining content that someone loves to consume because they like not only how we tell the story or how we present the information, but that information that we share with them also has the little bits of seeds that we are dropping into the podcast where we're asking the listener if they want to get an ad-free version of the podcast to go on over to a particular link on my website and get ad-free versions of the podcast. That might be one way. Or to go grab our merchandise so that people can buy t-shirts, they can buy swag, they can buy whatever it is from us. Or maybe they're just we're just trying to get someone to go into some type of membership site. So, what is your overall objective? Likely it is to make money. It is to turn this thing into a business, right? And that's what I'm hoping that you are trying to do. But it all starts with building quality content. I've said this countless times. So again, I want to reiterate real quick. Ask yourself the question, have you identified what the overall objective is for your podcast? If you don't know what the overall objective is of your podcast, then go back to the drawing board and figure out what it is and who you want to serve. Are you trying to entertain or are you trying to educate? So if you're trying to entertain, who are you still trying to serve? Are you trying to serve those people who are looking for Uh, listening to true crime podcasts but with a comedic uh, twist? There are podcasts out there that exist like that. Are you looking to educate people who are interested in 19th century I don't know, Japanese uh, you know, fine art? I don't know what, what it could be but are you trying to reach that audience? Maybe you'd be serving that audience something a little bit different but you're educating them. Do you know exactly what they do, what kind of things they're into, identify what that audience looks like. And then I think you'll be able to figure out what the objective is for your podcast, because it doesn't always have to be merchandise that you're selling. If you're someone who's in the literature niche, maybe you create a book club and what you're utilizing your podcast for is a means to drive leads, to get people to join your membership where it's part of a book club and you guys are discussing a different book every month. That's just one way that you can utilize your podcast, but you have to lay the foundation with quality, valuable content with your podcast, right? You all, you should all know this. Now let's jump into the area of getting more listeners by using these different types of podcast marketing, all right? Or this different types of podcast promotions. Now there are four that I have laid out here for you. Some are going to require time, others are going to require money. It's going to be dependent on you as to which one you want to use. And when I I present these to you, I want you to know there is also going to be some education that you will have to participate in or learn in order to make sure that you're getting the most value for the efforts that you're putting into your marketing efforts. So I've mentioned these in previous episodes. I mentioned like there's different types of marketing and I talked about email marketing I, I laid out a whole strategy in a previous episode. I can't remember which episode that is. But I've laid out all this massive strategy that you could utilize. And I want you to know that that's just one strategy for getting more downloads, getting more listens, getting more people to you know j- jump onto your website. You know a funny story, real quick, before I go any further. So this last weekend, I have been, um, I've been going through this training course that I purchased online from this guy who uh, operates a marketing uh, website, and he's teaching how to run Facebook ads and how to run YouTube ads. And for me, it's you know running YouTube ads is probably very, very. Uh, it's actually very interesting for me because. I have such a following on YouTube that I want to be able to utilize YouTube and YouTube ads to drive more traffic back to this podcast and my website. And one of the things that I learned in his training course is that when someone shares a strategy with you, it's just one strategy, right? It's just one, it's just one that exists. And where I was stuck and where I have been stuck in in the past, and I have gotten out of that, but it just was a great reminder when I was in his course, it was a great reminder to hear that you can employ and implement or implement and employ multiple strategies just to get what the result that you're looking for. So in his case, what he is teaching is he is teaching how to create YouTube ads to drive traffic to you know, uh, someone to be aware of that you exist and that you provide value. And within that page, you're getting hopefully someone to join an email list. And then from there, hopefully you are starting a process of building trust so that they can buy something from you. That's what his training course is all about. But it's not just one strategy, it's multiple strategies. And it does take work and time. So here are the four podcast marketing uh, tips that I, or I guess these are the four areas that you should look into at least and consider when it comes to your podcast marketing so that you can get more listeners. You can use all of them or you can just use one. It's just up to you. It's what type of bandwidth you have that will allow you to get the word out about your podcast. So number one, I've talked about this one in the past. I've talked about Organic SEO, so organic search engine optimization. I've talked about it, I talked about it, what, 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago. Grabbing the transcripts of your podcast and putting them on your website, and I recommend that you're just using Buzzsprout to to have those transcripts there so that you can be discovered in those podcatchers. This is not a very difficult thing to do. Getting pretty accurate show notes can be a thing, but... I would say that when you're using Descript, Descript makes it a little easier for you. The plan with Descript, if you're just spending the $20 a month, I can't remember how much it costs, but if you're getting the plan where you can get multiple transcriptions over the course of a month, and then you're grabbing those, putting those on your website as content, as transcribed content, with your show notes, so you would have your show notes, then the transcription right after that, Hopefully you will now have sent signals to Google to let them know that there is new content on your website. And this content is going to be searchable for the person who is looking for specific pieces of content, right? So this action or what you're doing it really shouldn't take you more than 30 minutes to an hour to do. Within the script, you should be able to render down The show notes and take out whatever you need to take out, put the time codes where you need to put the time codes and then just put those on your website. Now, if you need to clean those up, then I recommend that you hire a virtual assistant. Go to Upwork.com and hire a virtual assistant and get someone to put those uh, show notes together a little bit better. Maybe they'll add time codes in specific areas and clean up maybe some misspellings or I don't know what it may be. I've got one that does it for my podcast, but you should be able to find someone um, on Upwork. Okay. So that's number one. Take advantage of the organic SEO. It's free traffic. Use them in your show notes. Number two. This is another way you can get more traffic to your podcast. Approaching influencers. This was a topic that was brought up in that clubhouse. We're approaching influencers within our niche. Do research, go into Instagram and look up the hashtags of your particular niche and see if you can find influencers or some variation of an influencer that might be a variation of your niche. And bring them onto your podcast because influencers with followings with decent followings tend to share out the episodes in which they were featured on a podcast, which then drives traffic back to your podcast, which then tends to drive awareness Back to your podcast. So when you're utilizing influencers. Influencer marketing. One way that you could do this is let's say that. uh, You ask an influencer. You approach an influencer to not only show up on your podcast. But you can also use a strategy where. If you have merchandise with your podcast. Send them a t-shirt. And have them take a picture with it. If. They're willing to do that. Some pot, some influencers are willing to do this. If you send them free swag, free merchandise, free whatever, they're more than willing to utilize that in one of their photos on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. I've seen it happen. So try to utilize influencers because they have the following. And interview them. Ask them about it. Get curious about it. That's how you can get traffic, all right? Number three. I've talked about this one constantly on my YouTube channel podcast to podcast marketing. Now, this is something that I'm still working on doing with my podcast. In fact, coming up uh, tomorrow, I'm doing a recording with uh, a podcast called Back to the 80s. And uh, it's totally out of niche. It's more about 80s music and 80s uh, nostalgia, but it still drives awareness to those people within that audience to learn that I teach all about podcasting. So when you're going on a podcast and you're, you're showing up on a podcast, the best type of marketing is by you showing up on another podcast and providing more value, sharing tips, tricks, things that work for you with getting more traffic to your podcast, things that work for you to, I don't know, uh, you know, remodel a, 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 kitchens because maybe you're in the flipping space. I don't know what it may be, but if you're showing up on podcasts that are about maybe construction, maybe you're showing up on podcasts that are about home remodeling, maybe you're on podcasts that talk about home design in some way, shape, or form, people get recognized, they recognize you as that person who's the authority. But just don't go onto other people's podcasts. Invite them onto your podcast because they'll share your podcast out with their audience again. So you're getting that dual Uh, usage of marketing with them. Now, the last one was a piece of, the last piece that I want to share with you is something that I know that podcasters have brought up and it's actually a topic that I have held off on talking about because it's kind of, I don't know if it's the nature of the topic. I feel it can be, it can be sensitive to certain people because it does require spending money. And we're talking about paid marketing. The question goes, should I use Facebook to promote my podcast? I think I've done episodes on this on my YouTube channel that talk all about this. Should I use Facebook to promote my podcast? All right. Now, let me try to... I don't want to say decode really with this. I don't want to decode this for you at all. But let me try to explain... I don't know, explain sounds like such a mansplaining. Let me just try to break it down. I hate using the word break it down because I feel like that's a crutch word for me. When we're talking about paid marketing, we're talking about getting our brand in front of the eyes or the ears of our ideal audience. So when we're doing paid marketing, it is very focused. We're paying platforms to put our message in front of a very focused, driven audience. So let me take Facebook for example. So, when I get asked the question, should I utilize Facebook to promote my podcast? I will always go back to the question, what is your overall objective of your podcast? So, if you're going to promote your podcast on Facebook, likely it looks like this in your eyes. You figure out an audience. And you say, okay, I want to reach competing audiences on Facebook. And from there, what I want to do is I want to drive them to go to my downloads page on my Apple podcast. To which I would say, bad idea. You do not want them going there. Where you want them going is back to your website. If that's the case, but I don't recommend that you just promote specifically for someone to go subscribe to your podcast on your website because that really doesn't show results. People within that, that clubhouse were saying that it really didn't show results for them. Where I think results sh- show or you can see the results shine for you is if you're offering something specific to your audience. So it's not necessarily saying, go listen to my podcast. What you need to be doing is you need to be solving a problem or entertaining them in some way, shape, or form. So I think paid marketing on Facebook for podcasts is a bad idea unless you know exactly what your objective should be. If you were to do paid marketing on Facebook for your podcast, what I would actually drive people to is I would drive people to go to a landing page where they can get something for free where you're helping them out. You know, um, I would say like if you're, let's say you are in the, what space could we be in this time? Let's just say you're in the landscaping business, all right? And let's say that you wanna share and teach people how to mow a lawn in 10 minutes versus the 20 minutes that it would take for the average person. And you create a guide that is all based around that. Okay? So they go to that particular landing page. They find the solution. I'm not saying this is the best solution, but this is just an example. But they go and they find that solution. They enter their name, their email address into that landing page. And then they are given and they are shot off an email from you, that PDF guide that shares those tips. And within that email that you have sent with the PDF, maybe you're sharing how to listen to your podcast. You're giving them the opportunity to learn more. Here here are my top episodes that are really popular with my current listeners. That's what you would write in those emails. It not only would help build more listens for your podcast, but it'll give you the subscription, or I'm sorry, I should now start saying the follow. So be a little more deliberate in how you're getting people to listen to your podcast by warming them up as opposed to just flat out going to them cold, because if you're getting to them cold, they're not going to take an action. Offer them something of value first. Now that's with Facebook marketing that could be the same with Instagram marketing. It's going to be exactly the same, but they also talked about in this clubhouse other ways in which you can get your message delivered on platforms such as Spotify. So, when it comes down to paid marketing, obviously, yeah, you're going to need to pay, spend a certain amount of money, but you're gonna have to, number one, have an objective, and number two, you're gonna have to have the money. With Facebook, you can spend, whatever, five bucks a day, and you could do that for a month, or you could do 10 bucks a day, do that for a month, and what's that, like 300 bucks, right? So, you could spend 300 bucks, but I know that you could go on to Spotify, you can create an ad, an audio ad, because it is an audio platform and you can promote to different genres of music or different niches. I don't even know it's niche, I don't even think it's niches. You could just go to different genres of music wherever people are listening to music. Interrupt the listening and while you're interrupting that listening, you're just letting them know, hey, have you ever thought about losing 10 more pounds without following all the gimmicks of dieting and exercise? Hi, my name is Shannon Hernandez and I have a podcast called blank, blank, blank fitness podcast. And in this podcast, we are talking all about, uh, hacks on, uh, uh hacks you could use for dieting and exercise that won't take up a lot of time. If you're interested, go ahead and click the button on your screen right now. That's what your ad could sound like something similar to that, right? And if they're interested enough, they can go ahead and they can go ahead and shoot on shoot on over there. Amanda Valentine, who was on this podcast, she told me that she was running Spotify ads and she saw a significant bump in her uh, views and listens on her podcast. But I would say this still, I wouldn't say to Amanda because she already has an objective of what she's found, but do you know the objective of how you're going to get them over to your podcast? Because the idea and the idea behind this is that there are steps that are being taken, right? If you're advertising on Spotify and you're interrupting the listening time, then what that requires physically is someone to tap the button, go to your podcast, tap another button to listen to an episode or maybe even scroll and start listening. And then you have to figure out within the actual content programming itself what you want them to do you're going to want them to follow your podcast or how are you going to be delivering that value to them so that they can continue to follow or give you more listens. It's going to take a little bit more in terms of the barrier of entry, but that is just one barrier. That is just one way you can get people to listen. Now I do know it costs at least 200 Uh sorry, you're going to have to spend at least $250 on Spotify in order to run ads, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do $5 a day. You have to put up front, I believe, 250 straight up in order to do ads on Spotify. So that's just a heads up. And there are other podcast platforms that are doing this. Overcast provides a platform in which you can do this. I believe CastBox does this as well. But the one that I saw that uh, was of interest, but it is based on an inventory model of how much space is available to put audio ads is overcast overcast has an audio inventory and you can go to their website and you can see that there are different niches that you can market to. So you would basically be putting your podcast in front of other competing podcasters within the niche, but it is going to cost you some of the plans that I saw. If you wanted to be, if you wanted your podcast on all niches, all across the board, it was a couple thousand dollars. But if you were within the niche, it could be a couple hundred dollars. So it does come at a cost, but you're going to have to figure out if I'm going to spend money utilizing an audio platform that allows my podcast to be in front of other people's podcasts and advertise in front of other people's podcasts, I better have an objective and I better have a plan before I start spending that money. The same can be said when you're utilizing organic SEO. You better have a plan to get them to give you the follow or the more or more downloads. You better have a plan if you're going to an influencer so that you can have them uh, tell their audience to subscribe or follow your podcast. You better have a plan when you go on to someone else's podcast to have them go have their audience go and follow or download your podcast. This is all about the objective. This is why I really hammer hard on this. This is not just about downloads. Downloads are great. But as I've mentioned in previous episodes, we don't know right now the difference between a download and a listen. There's more work being done on this and platforms are now starting to realize this. But we have to really drill down on our objective. So what is the action step that you need to take right now? The action step is to start considering a website platform. The most frustrating thing that I heard in that clubhouse was that no one was creating a website for their platform. It's like the easiest thing that you can do. I mean, it's not easy to put together, but it is going to be the thing that drives so much interest within your podcast, gives you more listens. When you strategically set up these pieces of information on your website and within your email list, that can give you more downloads. That can give you more awareness. Something that I'm working on right now, and I mentioned that I was doing this YouTube training course, is that when he's talking about setting up the YouTube ads, that you have to have the other parts of your business in place, which for me would be the email marketing campaigns, and those email marketing campaigns for me need to drive to either products or services or other helpful content that I've already created, which would be my podcast or YouTube videos. So can you see why there is a value in why we build this organic content? Why we make relate how, why we build relationships with influencers? Why we build relationships with other podcasters? And when it comes to paid marketing, I want you to be prepared to know that utilizing paid marketing on Facebook, Google, uh, Spotify, Overcast, is gonna cost you time and money, not something that I think that you should shy away from, but expect that there is a time commitment that comes with paid marketing. And that's where my frustration was on that clubhouse that day. It was a frustration that, where I think a lot of these people know that there are these different styles of marketing, they think that they can just do one, No, you don't have to do one. You could do one and then implement another. Or you can just stick with one, that's fine. But you're trying to, you have to be strategic about it. You just can't say, oh, I'm just throwing this shit up there and then I'm hoping and praying. You've got to be active in your efforts. I know this seems like I'm repeating myself over and over and over. But it bears repeating to know that if you're doing something right now in your podcast, in your podcasting business, and you're not getting the results that you are looking to do, or lo- I'm sorry, you're not getting the results that you're hoping that you w- were supposed to get, well, time to switch it up, man. Time to switch up the strategy. Maybe you need to start doing more live streams, and then hopefully that would give you a little more attention. But with those live streams, can you invite an influencer and bring, have them bring their audience to give you the visibility of your podcast, utilize these platforms the best that you can. Just don't create the just don't create the podcast and call it good. Create the podcast and utilize the platforms. Utilize StreamYard. Utilize Facebook Live. Utilize uh, you know Supercast. Utilize everything and put it into action. That's really what I wanted to share with you today because when I get into the topic of advertising basics and why we build organic content, maybe that will be next week's episode. I mean, if that's a, if that is an episode what, that you want me to go into, I can go into that. Leave me a voicemail at the podcasttherapist.com or an email because I feel as though when we talk about advertising basics. We have to talk about organic content. The show notes that you're putting on your website. I mean, that if you don't have those pieces built, it's an uphill battle all the time. And I don't want you to have the uphill battle. Okay. So I'm going to leave it right there. Maybe next week, that's what we talk about. Advertising basics. If that changes, you'll definitely know. Uh, I'm right now currently working on getting a couple more episodes with um, and interviews with uh, some of my friends who are running successful podcasts within the membership space. So we're going to try and get some of those people in on the podcast therapist in the next couple of weeks. I just got to schedule those out and uh, find the best way to get them in and and interview them. So we're going to try and do that. But if not, next week's episode is going to be talking all about advertising basics and why we build out uh, podcast content be a little it's going to be basics but there's going to be an advanced play with this okay so i hope you found this information valuable this week again uh, leave me a voicemail and i'd be more than happy to answer you back or read uh, your questions online uh, or over the podcast you're listening to the podcast therapist podcast therapist. To a lot of you, coffee is the nectar of the morning wake up gods, right? I totally love that feeling just like you of being awake, especially as I get older. Adulting tends to get a little bit harder. It wasn't until I made a visit to the doctor a few years back and I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I had to give up all of the caffeine in my life, including coffee. You see, even though caffeine can wake you up and make you feel alive for some part of the morning, it also has side effects like the jitters, anxiety, and you'll get terrible sleep, all of the things that I was experiencing. That's when I discovered Mud water. Mud Mudwater is a coffee replacement with one-seventh the caffeine of coffee that actually gives me energy, focus, and immunity without jitters, crashes, or a downside. So what's in it? Mudwater is a mixture of herbs, spices, and magic mushrooms that dial in on your immunity, boost your clarity, creativity, and your mood. I can't tell you how much of a difference it has made in my life in the last few months. So lose the jitters and find more focus with Mudwater. Get your Mudwater starter kit today at thepodcasttherapist.com mudwater. That's thepodcasttherapist.com M-U-D-W-T-R to learn more and get your first can and frother today. Uh, yes. All right, before we get on out of here, I want to share with you a tool that I think that you can test out for yourself if you're doing live streams of your podcast. And as you all know that uh, I uh, utilize StreamYard as my means to record my podcast, but I'm always looking for something that might fit my needs a little bit more, a little bit better. doesn't mean that I would ever stop using StreamYard. Maybe I'm just utilizing another software that would complement StreamYard itself. Now, the one that I came across recently was called Riverside.fm. And I've talked about Riverside.fm in the past before, but the beauty behind Riverside.fm is that this is a, Streaming platform like StreamYard, it is like Restream.io, it's like Ecamm, and yet it is gives it gives the content creator the ability to get really high quality recordings of their podcast. So this is very similar. To Squadcast, if you've ever heard of Squadcast before, uh, but it, the difference is in the pricing. Of course, of course, the pricing is going to be an issue for a lot of podcasters. They want to make sure that they're getting the best quality service with the best quality sound, and that is something that I think a lot of podcasters are concerned about. They want the best and the highest quality sound. Of course, you know, for me. When I'm doing podcast interviews, I have my own setup here. I, I do everything through uh, different means, and um, you know, it, it just depends on what your preference is. All right, but the the platform Riverside FM I found to be very interesting because not only do they allow you to record uh, localized recordings of your voice and your guest's voice onto a computer and then have it uploaded into the cloud, and then of course you could pull those audio uh, recordings down and then start editing your podcast, but one of the features that I found interesting was that there is a call screener on this platform, and this is something that I have been looking for for a long time with uh, a, a software platform like StreamYard or Ecamm. I, you know, I've, I've wanted something to where like it was like the radio station. So the configuration that we have at the radio station is where we have a bank of phone lines and then we give out a phone number and then people call in and then they, of course, you've, you've heard it before. People call in and they give their opinion or they call in to win free stuff, things like that. And I've always wanted something like that in a live streaming software, and that just has not existed up until now. Now, I do know that Riverside.fm is in kind of a beta form right now, and they're really working to build the platform up a lot more. But the feature that I was very uh, excited about was this call screening. So the way the platform works is that it's very similar to how you would do a StreamYard or a Restream.io. You invite a guest in or you invite someone who's going to do the podcast with you. And then from there, um, you can set them as a guest or maybe you just set them as an audience member, okay? Then, of course, you can push this video out to your platforms like Facebook Live, YouTube Live, LinkedIn, wherever. And then, of course, you could do the interview. So as you're doing the interview and you're talking with your guest, you can provide at certain points of time in your presentation or in your interview, maybe it's at the end of the interview, hey, you wanna invite people to, to call in, and ask a question to your guest, and you would provide a link for them that you could share up onto the screen, and that would allow them to go into a riverside.fm website link, and they can go ahead and type in their name, and then they can ask the question of what they wanna ask to the guest. So this is what we have at the radio station. We have that bank of phone lines right there, but then we have a screen where someone can Answer the phone lines behind the scenes, screen the call, and then of course put that person back on hold and then type into the computer to tell the podcast host. I'm sorry, to tell the radio host who's on line one and what they want to talk about. That to me is very, very interesting. And that's what Riverside.fm is uh, capable of doing. And so this is something that I have been thinking about playing with. This is something that I've been thinking about doing with my own uh, YouTube channel, maybe even doing some live streams of this podcast, maybe recording them with guests or maybe just doing the dry recordings with you. I don't know what it's going to be, but this definitely gives you an option with your podcast if that's what you're thinking of doing. If you want to have engagement with your podcast on a live stream, I believe heartedly that engagement on a live stream is very necessary because if you're just watching a video live stream and there's no engagement, you don't, it just doesn't resonate as well. But if you can get engagement and ask your audience to wait at certain points to ask questions, then you could go ahead and implement a whole new dynamic of audio into your podcast. So, excuse me, it's just just something to think about whenever you're doing your podcast recording so uh, that's going to go and do it for today's podcast therapist i thank you so much for reaching to this point of the podcast episode it means so much to me again if you have questions or you just want to reach out and say hi to me, uh, head on over to thepodcasttherapist.com and you can go ahead and shoot me an email or you can shoot me a voicemail and uh, I'll feature you in a future episode of The Podcast Therapist. So in the meantime, happy podcasting. Continue to work hard, move forward, and let's work on those objectives and figure out what those objectives of your podcast should be and start implementing today. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Therapist. Mixdown Media Productions.